Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearedCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. This episode is brought to you by the Intelligence and National Security Alliance, or INSA. INSA is the leading nonpartisan association for driving public-private partnerships to advance intelligence and national security priorities. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of ClearedCast. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Uh, today, we're going to be chatting with John Love, who is the Vice President of Strategic Growth at Maxar Technologies. He has over 20 years of experience in turnarounds and implementing business growth strategies in outsourcing services companies, uh, currently drives all business development, capture technology strategy, partner development. Uh, he focuses on uh, serving government missions at Maxar Technologies. So today we're going to be chatting about the importance of a diversified defense industrial base and specifically small minority owned businesses supporting the national security mission. Uh, our friends at the Intelligence and National Security Alliance just did a, an 8A showcase, which is very important. So we're going to chat about that a little bit. Uh, but Mr. Love, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Katie. Glad to be with you today. Great. So now we've chatted in the past uh, on the podcast with Maxar previously, and I'm so honored that you all are joining us again today. Uh, so tell me about yourself and your role at Maxar. Sure. Let me just talk a little bit about Maxar first. Uh, many people know that Maxar is a world, the world's leading space technology and intelligence company. And as a leader in Earth intelligence, we operate the world's most advanced Earth imaging constellation. So we have a group of satellites up in, up in space that collect images around the world. We collect, process, and analyze location data and deliver geospatial intelligence to a number of customers and organizations and governments around the world. Uh, most people don't realize that they've probably seen our, our satellite imagery. Uh, Maxar's imagery is on maps derived from it, and you'll see it on your news, on your local news, or, or your phone apps from around the world. Um, but as a commercial company, we deliver 90% of the satellite imagery used to create geospatial intelligence and the foundation that supports that and the, and the intelligence community, which is our connection to, to ENSA. Um, we've been a trusted partner for uh, imagery and an analytics uh, to the government for uh, over 20 years now. And many, many people around the world, over 400,000 analysts, warfighters, and first responders in the U.S. government rely on Maxar data for reliable and current imagery to help them make decisions, in many cases, in life-saving uh, applications. Uh, we have about 1,700 clear people who support the government, and Katie, about 10% of our workforce are actually veterans. So we're quite uh, proud of that part of our business. We also have a space infrastructure business, which is the other side of our business that actually does quite a bit with our customers to uh, help with missions, including going to the moon, Mars, and beyond. Uh, we're, we're actually helping NASA astronauts return to the moon, and we're part of the Artemis program. Maxar is actually building the power and propulsion element for the Lunar Gateway that will send the first woman to the moon. 
Um, we're, we built six robotic arms for the Mars lander rovers, including the recently launched and landed Perseverance rover. And we're actually exploring a new kind of asteroid in deep space. So um, a lot of work going on with Maxar in partnership with governments and organizations around the world. And how, you know, these missions are going to provide us new insights in how we understand our planet and how the Earth was formed and many of the missions that go along with uh, our customers. So that's a little bit about who we are. Um, in terms of my role, as you said earlier, I mean, I'm responsible for helping our customers understand this technology and apply it to missions. So I've got a great team of people who are responsible for applied technology, business development, and actually working together on a partner ecosystem that really gives horsepower behind the things that we provide to our customers. Um, many of our government contract opportunities, we maintain a database of other partners, especially minority and women-owned businesses that help us build those solutions and those technologies and bring them to, mar to market. So we partner with a lot of firms to be able to, to uh, really drive joint solutions uh, and bring the best innovation to our government customers out there. So that's a little bit about what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, I, I, John, it sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds like more of the groovier part of government contracting. I mean, going to space, doing some research, uh, satellite imagery, geoint is always uh, interesting and uh, it has, you know, implications and uh, very many parts of, you know, the national security space. Uh, again, very, very cool stuff that Maxar Technologies is working on. Um, so as a part of the 8A business development program, it's basically the federal government's goal is to award at least 5% of federal contracting dollars to these types of businesses. Um, so let's talk about sort of the definition of diversity as it pertains to defense contractors um, and really why it's so essential for success in the Department of Defense. Yeah, you know, that's really, that's really important. Um, if you think about the foundation of our, of our, our company, our company, our country and, and our economy, um, much of it is 80% uh, of the businesses out there, over 80% are small businesses, yet they don't tend to get their fair share of opportunities with, with the government on getting those government dollars out there. So I love the fact that the government acquisition officials uh, create a, a, a culture, a context by which they ask businesses to partner together to bring them along so that we can bring the best solutions together in the market. And this, you know, this aligns very well with Maxar's culture and our values. Uh, you know, we're purpose-driven organization built on values and we're committed to inclusion and understanding and respect for all people. And as part of that, one of those more values is we work better together. It's one of the things that we really emphasize as a, as a business, as an organization. Um, and part of that, we actually have a group of uh, employee resource groups that focus on awareness and education, professional development, community impact, and recruiting and onboarding talent. And if you think about that community impact, it's, it really focuses us and requires that we connect with 
businesses out there, small businesses, minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, to create the best solutions out there for our clients. So as we even think about going to market, we we engage with them and we make sure that we work work together on creating new innovative solutions and ideas to be able to tackle those missions that you talked about earlier. Sure. I mean, of the utmost importance, uh, you mentioned employee resource groups, you know, working internally to ensure that, you know, you have best practices surrounding diversity, equity, and inclusion. But, uh, you know, sort of on the flip side, what we're talking about, working with external groups and partners and other organizations, ensuring that our defense industrial base is diversified. So, uh, you know, I think we all know, you know, about some of the uh, sort of positive implications of having a diverse pool. Um, what are some of the negative consequences, if I can put you on the spot, um, to an, indu- an industrial base that just isn't diverse? Well, quite frankly, you know, the, if you think about diversity, it's all about bringing different perspectives to the table, right, and making sure that everyone has a chance to to voice their opinion and provide their ideas. If you don't have that, then you get into groupthink where everybody tends to approach the problem the same way because they've all been conditioned to think alike, to act alike. So, you know, what I bring versus what somebody else brings to the table is very unique and I have a different perspective and background. And there are just so many great ideas out there that you know, you want to bring your best to the table. I mean, it's a proven statistic that diverse companies uh, are much more productive and much more successful because of that that thinking differently, thinking out of the box and bringing new ideas and bringing new innovation to the table. So if you don't have that to answer your question, then you're limiting the possibilities. You're not opening the door for new ideas, new innovation, or new ways of solving problems. Very true. And, you know, for anyone who um, that might have qualms like that, it's almost, you know, the data doesn't lie. Um, so you can look at the successful companies, you can look at successful missions, and uh, a lot of the times um, they are diverse teams that bring those different perspectives to the table to help us tackle these crazy solutions that we're dealing with. Uh, in national security today. Today, So uh, how does Maxar work with uh, 8A and minority-owned businesses? Yeah, you know, we, we have a number of ways that we, we collaborate and we engage with uh, companies and organizations out there. I mean, a few examples that we've worked on and I've worked on in my past is you know, there are organizations out there that we make sure that we're affiliated with, including organizations like ENSA. Um, but there's also organizations like the National Minority Supplier Development Council, who uh, really has been for many years pulling together small minority businesses and connecting them to larger companies and making sure that there's a common bond between them. So we, we engage through them. Um, I'm personally a member of the Executive Leadership Council, which is a group of uh, of the highest ranking black executives in corporate America. And they have a channel by which we connect with, with uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs out there who've 
uh, always been a good source of not only referrals for business opportunities, but quite frankly, helped with uh, helping us as we attract and retain talent as we find new people to come in and, and work as part of our team. And then, you know, we do a lot from uh, a, a, a collegiate perspective where we go out to um, work with various colleges and uh, universities out there to engage with them and working on bringing new ideas to the table. Uh, two of which I was recently personally engaged with just Friday and I was on a coaching panel with this Patty Smith Grace Foundation where we did a, a round of uh, interviews and this coaching uh, discussions with uh, some really super bright students out there and just giving them perspectives on what it's like to work in the geospatial area or space uh, space science area and it was it was uh, super cool just to be able to engage with them. Um, in addition, we, uh, as a leadership team, Maxar worked with some MBA students from Denver University, and we engaged them in a study to try to think about some of our future product strategy and give us their their insights on how they would be think should be thinking about it, or what we should consider as we begin to evolve our company and drive to the next level. So. It's exciting to be able to get all of these diverse perspectives and, uh, and be able to reach out to these various organizations. Again, not only to just go out and win business, Katie, but it's also about getting insights and getting opinions from a number of different areas. Well, sure. And it's similar to, you know, personal growth and, you know, the importance of mentors and having those mentorship, mentor protege, you know, relationships as an individual for your career and that professional development, but also as an organization, having these partnerships is so, so, so important. Uh, so speaking of partners, uh, the Intelligence and National Security Alliance, which I threw in a plug for, uh, they put on the 8A National Security Showcase. It took place on June 8th and 9th. Um, it was designed to foster business partnerships between IC agencies, uh, prime contractors, and other 8A businesses. Uh, so Maxar, I believe, was a sponsor. So tell us a little bit about why Maxar sponsored that showcase and what is you know what was the importance of an event like that? Well, uh, first of all, um, we've been uh, partners and associated with ENSA for quite a few years. In fact, Tony Frazier, who's executive vice president of global field operations, actually worked directly with and so on that concept uh, to come up with a diversity and inclusion steering group. And they took the idea and came up with a great event. Um, I personally was involved with the <laughs> reading all of the nominations for that event and helping to uh, down select to the ones that were actually uh, able to make the presentations of well, the showcase itself. And it was a you know great event, some great ideas and solutions um, that were presented there. And from a number of companies with different solution areas, different technology focuses, and different ways to go back, go about solving government uh, problems and helping with uh, being able to provide mission-focused outcomes. So, you know, if you think about that, you think about all of the different 
companies and ideas. There were over 74 applications and all of them had some great solutions and great ideas, but you get to pick the best of breed and be able to work with them on how we bring that technology to light and actually drive innovation into uh, the community. It's, it's just a great opportunity. I thought it was extremely well done. Very cool. I, yeah, I, I, I was excited to hear about that event. Um, so I, I, highlighting one piece of it, I know that Maxar, uh, one of your partners, Wovenware, uh, was a part of the conversation. Uh, and for those listening who don't know Wovenware, they're a company that engineers AI and software solutions. Um, so talk a little bit about that capability brief and your partnership with them. Yeah, they've been a longtime partner. Rovingware has been with us for quite a while in helping us build solutions actually around the world. Um, they're headquartered, Rovingware, they're headquartered in Puerto Rico and have an office in California. Um, they have about 140 employees and they are 8AA and HubZone certified company. Um, you know, they their their expertise is really artificial intelligence and machine learning and the uh, process and workflow. So um, they are experts at labeling training data production and, and helping to support the understanding of what's inside the data, uh, especially big data sets. Um, we partner with them on some really big projects around the world. Uh, one example was uh, we were collecting data and collecting analysis on a foundational map of a railway in a large country. Um, and if you think about what it takes to collect the images and produce this, this data that shows insights and where these railways are being built, uh, one of the problems are that the railroads are being built faster than they can actually make it onto a map and be mapped. So there's tons of imagery that's collected every day, and it's very difficult to comb through that imagery and understand exactly where those railroads actually have been built. So to solve that problem, Maxar created a machine learning model to find the railroad. So collect the information, collect the data. And what we did is we turned that over to Wolvenware who took the model, ran the model on, on the imagery to identify the actual railroads, and then they could use the images to overlay and actually put it into maps and make it useful for people to study and understand exactly how things are evolving there. Um, so they were the human element to validate and correct and label the data. We call it data labeling, or we'll also call it attribution. So put the attributions in there so that the data goes from something um, uh, that's collected in a bunch of sets to something that actually makes sense and can be cleaned and hand off to, handed off to an analyst who can actually use it for um, a lot of the work that they do on a day-to-day -day basis in understanding and detecting change. So there, we, we seek out partners like that all the time to make sure that uh, people, organizations like Rollwell and Ware can take our technology uh, put horsepower behind it and make it even better than it is today. You know, John, uh, very cool, uh, very useful uh, partnership, uh, a project that is very much over my head. <laughs> but uh, it, it sounds, it just sounds like it's, uh, you know, providing so much product productivity. Uh, machine learning, obviously, we've seen 
uh, across the board. It's a buzzword that's grown in the last, you know, five to 10 years, but we're seeing it in every sector um, to include uh, companies like Maxar, who both have their hands in both the commercial and the government sector. Um, so speaking to 8A partnerships or businesses and partnerships with other non-8A contractors, um, there are eligibility qui- requirements for 8A businesses. You threw in uh, a hub zone business, Wovenware, a uh, historically underutilized business zone. I used to work for a hub zone business, uh, managing those numbers every month is uh, almost, you know, sitting on the edge of your seat. That's a requirement for a hub zone. There are other small business set-asides. Um, so uh, how does Maxar seek out partners like Wovenware and other 8A businesses? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, there are a number of ways. I mean, for us, uh, these, these relationships are very important. And what we do is we actually maintain a, a catalog. Uh, we go out and we seek out partners like uh, Wolfenware or HubZone companies and organizations based on, in many cases, Katie, is based on a network that we have out there, people who know people and have relationships that are out there. Um, and what we do is we maintain a database of well over 100 of these partners that we can call on. We categorize them and we study and understand their capabilities. And once we do that, we know that we have people who are reliable and who have proven technology, proven performance, and that they can work well with us to to, to create uh, business opportunities together. So as part of that vetting process, we vet them, we understand what they do well, and then as we pursue new opportunities, we reach out in partnership with them to be able to pursue things. Um, and by the way, it also works the other way around. In many cases, they reach out to us as well and say, hey, we know of a great opportunity where we can work together and use your capability or your data or your insights to be able to drive drive solutions that are out there. So uh, you know, maintaining that that rigor and that, that discipline of understanding who's out there, who's a great partner is uh, something that's evolved over time, but it's, it's important that we know who to call on when you know, we're in the middle of the game. Sure. Well, and, you know, it is in the best interest of the government that's seeking out, you know, some of these products and services from wonderful contractors like Maxar Technologies. Um, yeah, you know, it's important to have, again, a defense industrial base that is diversified. Um, so you have a long background in supporting some notable companies and tech and a few that work in and out of the government sector. Like I said, I love those companies that have their hands in both. Um, so who are some of the most, or what would you say are some of the most successful traits that uh, companies have in the growth that you've seen in national security or any other closing thoughts you want to share on how you prioritize diversity and what that means for that success in national security? Well, first of all, um, one of the things I tell partners, yes, what, what, what advice would I give them? One of the things I tell companies to do is don't try to be all things to all people. Try to pick a major. Uh, something that you can really double down on and be can be great at. You know, I talked about with WovenWare artificial intelligence and machine learning and having the capability to do analysis on that data. I mean, when you, you think about that, 
we can categorize that quickly as an opportunity comes up and we say, hey, who can do this? Who can do uh, AI and ML? Uh, we know to reach out to a partner like, like a Wovenware. Uh, but there are other companies that specialize in other areas, other solutions out there, whether it's analysis or providing services uh, or other capabilities. So I tell people, pick a major, pick what you want to be be known for and brand yourself around that and make sure that you build the competencies associated with that. In many cases, uh, you know, the most important thing that they have is the, the talent that they bring in. So as they are out there and, you know, recruiting and staffing, the more that you can demonstrate that with a set of resumes that shows not only do we have a process or, or a solution that works, but we have people that can back that up, that have expertise. It just makes you uh, much more pow uh, powerful in your value proposition to a company like Maxar or, or, or many companies out here today, or even to the government directly. Um, and, you know, there, in, in terms of this overall you know, ecosystem out there, uh, you know, we, we really try to work on having a holistic approach Katie, to how we partner, who we partner with. Um, we, we also partner directly with universities around the country. Um, I'm on the board of Hampton University School of Business and work with those students down there on how to invest their time and be able to specialize themselves and how to connect with many of these businesses out there. Um, Maxar just uh, entered into a partnership with uh, Harris-Stowe, State University in St. Louis. Um, we partner with them on a, what's called a Gateway Global American Youth and Business Alliance Academy. So a lot of acronyms, a lot of words in there, but basically it's an opportunity to provide mentorship and give the students a chance to do technical presentations uh, to executives in the geospatial area. You know, it, it, if you think about that, it just opens up a new opportunity, a new aperture for both the students as well as for the community to see talent. And as that talent transitions, we want to land them with many of these set-aside companies like a, a hub zone company to go really drive technology in, in those particular areas that's going to have a greater impact from a diverse perspective across across the entire market. So it, it starts as uh, much of it as ground, grassroots, but, but a lot of it starts with the people and making sure you got the right people aligned with the right solutions to create a pretty valuable uh, proposition out there. It is all about the people. I always say that what the government is buying, no matter what you're selling when it comes to your mission, is they are buying the people. Uh, so J John Love, everyone, VP of Growth at Maxar Technologies. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, we uh, Maxar Technologies is actually a trusted partner of clearancejobs.com people. So uh, they are seeking uh, talent with uh, active security clearances. So please be sure to check them out at clearancejobs.com. Uh, John, thank you again for joining me today for this episode of Cleared Cast. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it.